moment of transparency. I'm going to show you something right now here. <laughs> um, if, if, if you follow me on YouTube, actually, it's not in this week's video. You start seeing it in, in the next week's videos, but there's a nice background. People have been looking at my background being like, man, you got a nice place you're filming in. And I want to show, show you something right here. Right next to my desk is a sheet on a wall. That looks like a nice apartment, okay? That's that's my YouTube background. I got it for twenty dollars from China. So the, the, the thing is, thing is, you know, you know, if you see that on, if you see me on YouTube looking like I'm like looking all cool, this with this place that's always well lit, you know. Um, you, you know, I, I I paid for that to look doctored up. <laughs> <laughs> man I, well you know i tell you the truth when um when I, I i forgot who i used to watch videos of and then one day that person was like i'll be in my basement of my house i'll be in the basement <laughs> making videos by myself right you're like right like right in front of the camera 101 just like here trying to trying to trying to do something good right trying to and making the best with what i got right Welcome to Taking Off the Mask Podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Uh, today's conversation is with Mike Vinny. Mike is a speaker and a author. Uh, the conversation jumps in really fast, and as you will hear in his introduction, he shares about some tough times he had in his life. And, and I share a story of a young man when I was a vice principal walking into my office and handing me a note uh, that he wanted to hurt himself. And so um, this is a, a, a warning for those who may be around little children. Um, there is a talk of suicide ideations. Um, and if you yourself are having um, thoughts of suicide, um, this just want to prepare you for uh, the conversation is going to discuss some of that. Um, we do encourage you to make sure that if you are feeling like you need to talk to someone that you do uh, get support for that. Um, and we in this conversation just have opportunity for two men to come together to talk about our truth and to recognize that we're not alone and that sometimes in our goals and our dreams and big aspirations when things don't go how we envision them that we are just sometimes just trying to keep it going until uh, we hit the goals so we encourage you to share this with anybody who you feel could benefit from this conversation um, if you want to make a mask we invite you to go to our website www.100kmasks.com and be a part of this journey with us. Be a part of the Million Mask Movement. Um, thank you for being here. We look forward to uh, staying connected with you and we hope that uh, this uh, podcast will serve you or those who you know. Please share it, please rate it, and we hope to see you again soon. Welcome to Taking Off the Mask, Mike. Thank you for having me, and hello to your listeners and viewers out there. Right on. Well, you know, what we do, the way we do the, the show is not really an interview, but it's more of a conversation. And so maybe just like for those out there who are listening, tell them about yourself. What, what are you up to in the world? Like, how did you, you get into this work? And, and then you and I will begin, like, a, we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, well, so, so much to start with. I mean, nowadays, I'm a mental health speaker author and writer, and most of my work is actually in corporate America, where companies bring me in to talk about mental wellness. Um, I speak about it sometimes on the news, and I am not a mental health professional by 
any means. Uh, I'm a person with lived experience. I've been struggling with mental health challenges for my entire life. And in fact, it's been something that's just been so intense that I just couldn't escape it, you know, and, and, and uh, no matter what, if, if you became friends with me, you were going to figure it out in some way, shape or form that I had these struggles. And so I, as a child, I was hospitalized three times in a mental hospital for extended periods. Um, I got expelled from three schools for behavior problems. I attempted to die by suicide at age 10. So I am very familiar with what it's like to struggle. And fast forward to uh, today, uh, my company basically focuses on this issue here and not just from a mental health perspective, but even from a diversity and inclusion perspective, because they kind of go hand in hand. And so my my company's mission, you know, I, I, I say emotional wellness because it's a component of mental wellness, but I feel like the emotions are the most difficult thing to deal with. And so the mission is to support people in receiving the gift of emotional wellness. And I believe it's a gift that you, it's available to all of us, but you have to be open to receiving it and know how. And that's what I didn't know. I thought it was just something that was out there and some people had it and whatever. And so, so um, that's, that's basically what I'm doing um, in the process of a move sort of uh, you, you and I <laughs> have had to try to catch each other, which, which I, lo- I love the people in my life that we have to catch each other. Like, so, so you are now one of my people, Shanti. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, thank you for that intro. And thank, I'm glad we, we did catch each other. Well, first we were, we we're on two different parts of the country. So we first had schedules that were matched on two different time zones <laughs> that's always fun. Imagine, imagine anybody out there who has had to have a Zoom meeting. If you didn't ask the person what time zone you're on, you probably were waiting a few hours ahead of or behind. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Somebody's going to get that email. Like, I'm on here waiting for you. And you wake up. You're like, what? Why are you waiting for me at six in the morning? Like, I'm going to wake up till eight. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, that's what's happening. So thank you. I'm glad we got to have that experience. It would definitely uh, add to the fruit of the uh, unforgettableness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to say thank you for I mean, your sharing your, your story. I think we talked to a couple of folks on here. There's a brother, Wali, um, from the 730 podcast. We're doing a lot of work around mental health. And you know, he and I had a talk two times. Um, but, you know, First of all, thank you for sharing your story about your 10-year-old self, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, when I was a vice principal at a middle school, an 11-year-old boy walked in one day. Uh, I wasn't even planning to work that day. First of all, I was never going to be a teacher, so the fact that I was a principal means that something diverted my my, my original plan. Um, and he handed me this note, and I, I mean, you don't get, as a, as a vice principal, you don't get notes from middle schoolers too often. So I love getting notes. I'm opening the note. And, and he told me that he wanted to hurt himself. And I literally, all the training I had done, teaching for 10 years, administrator for three, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I, I, I didn't remember. The, I was trying to remember, where is the checklist? Where is the, where's the handbook? Well, okay, what, who do I call first? I, I literally was frozen. But I, but I saw this boy sitting in front, standing in front of me. He was looking at the ground. I said, come here, come here, come here. I had him sit down. And I said, listen, um. Today's gonna be a, a rough day, okay? But I got your back. Now I was I was packing up to leave. Like I wasn't. I, I only came in the morning to help with a tour, and my life changed. Like not only did my morning change, my plans change. It has changed my life, and um, I'm so thankful that I, I, my name was in the letter. My name was 
it said, Dear Mom, Mr. Branch, and family. Mm. And I, I had met this kid maybe four times, you know, like I, I, he was a good kid, never, never was in trouble. But I remember that. I'll never forget it. As I tell it right now, I still I see him. I see that room. I see the office. And I see me in my brain spinning around in circles because I didn't even know where to start to what were the rules I was supposed to do. I knew I know how to have empathy. I know how to care. But in schools, you're always trying to figure out how you not get sued, right? How do you how do you how do you not mess up? How do you, you know, how do you not whatever, with all the consequences of, of behavior, like what, what what am I supposed to do? And then what do I know to do? But I knew how to care. And so I started there and then everything, everything else kind of worked itself through that. Wow. Well, you know, I, I think that's it right there, though. You know, you're right. We live in a world that, you know, there's a lot of pressure to do it the right way, whatever it is. And and let me just say this with schools and mental health, the, the procedure is always changing for how to do it. So I, I, I don't know if there's ever a right way, but, you know, I, I commend you. Um, for caring and and to anyone who's listening or watching, I think that's really important because if someone is struggling, the best thing you could actually do in that moment is be a good human. You know, everything else is going to work itself out. <laughs> You'll figure that out. But um, being being just a good human and being present with someone yeah. is so important. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think deep down, this is exactly what we're talking about, like in this work, you know, our podcast, this conversation, these these masks we've been making have been a space for people just to go deeper than what we can see from them on the outside. Absolutely. Like, all I know is what I let people see about me. And sometimes I'm not even sure. Like I'm sometimes I'm like I'm just operating in like I'm like you go from one this room to the next meeting and you're like, okay, in this room I gotta be in charge. In this room I'm learning. In this room I'm I'm trying to get money. In this room I'm like and I keep having to shift these masks, like right? Like you're like, man, I'm like when I get back to my office, I'm like, or I'm like off the calls, I'm like, okay, who am I right now? (laughs) What am I supposed to be doing? Right? Because I've had to switch from from three different meetings to three different roles that I play or or lenses that I have to see from. And sometimes those can be just as confusing as if I literally had to put on a costume every time I went into a new place, you know, you're like, okay, I'm back in my office. Okay. I'm in charge here. Okay. And now I got to get my list of things to do here. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's what this work is about. The, the million mask movement started with me with eight boys at a, a school in, in Oakland, California. And these young men were not opening up. Like I knew they were going through stuff. Like as a, as the vice, as I was a Dean that year, um, they were all going through something. In my office one-on-one, we would go deep. Mm. What I knew from them in my office one-on-one is that they had feelings and they felt. But when they got in front of each other, man, what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm a 10. I'm a 10. I'm a 10. Everybody's a 10. Maybe one one guy's a 9 over there, but there, there's a bunch of 10s in the room, right? And I'm like, dude, just two hours ago, you... <laughs> what what happened? Like, And in the circle, I can't tell their business. My job is the whole space. So I got it. I'm just, okay. If you're going to lie, you're going to lie. And I'm just, I was trying to create the space where they felt comfortable and they were in. And when they came to film us for the documentary, I was like, man, they're going to sit in here and lie to each other. We're going to be just sitting here having a bunch of, it was just, I, I was feeling like it was, I, I had this worry. And I said, what if they don't have to talk about it? And the first time we did it was around, we don't talk about it. Just write it. And so maybe maybe you and I will do that together first. Maybe the, how about we start there? I would love so, to. So you have a piece of paper. I got a piece of paper right here. All right. And so I want you to split it in half or just write, write, draw a line down the middle. And okay. you're going to split it into the left and right side. And 
on the left side, I want you to just write front. And on the right side, I want you to write back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we're going to start on the front. So what I did in that room with these young men, um, and anyone out there who wants to make their mask, you can go, you can make your mask online at 100kmasks.com. So you can make a mask while uh, Mike and I are making masks. You can go online and make your mask, uh, 100kmasks.com. And uh, you're going to do the same activity that we're doing just on a computer. So, so Mike, the first thing I said to them, I said, look, uh, I actually, in the first version of this, I printed masks out for them. Um, like I just printed a mask and I said, so on the front, I want you to write some words. But since we, we don't have a mask printed, I want you just to draw a mask. Whatever you think a mask looks like, I want you to draw that. That's the first step. Okay. So, so go ahead and do that, Mike. Dr- on the, fir- on the, fr- on the, on the front. front. Yep. Okay. It says front. Draw a mask. Like whatever you think a mask looks like. So now I want you to think about the front of the mask. And this is three words or three phrases that are qualities of yourself that you gladly let the world see. So what are three words or three phrases that are qualities that you gladly let the world see? And write those somewhere on the left side. No, don't show me yet. Don't show me yet. Just hold mm-hmm. it. Okay. So the, the things that, that you gladly let the world see. Okay. Now I want you to look. Okay. So I'm going to look at the back side. Now the back is different than the front. What I tell people, the back, so take a deep, just take a breath, take a breath. So we got all the things that we gladly let the world see, just three of them we share. Now we're going to talk about something different because the back are the things that we normally don't let people see, that we normally don't talk about. And when I do a workshop, I tell people, look, you don't have to write the, 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 the most tragic things, but I want you to think of a spectrum of things. So you have some things you don't talk about much because no one ever asks. Like it just never comes up. So that's why about some things that just I don't talk about these because no one ever asks. It just never comes up. And then you may have the other extreme. I don't talk about these things because I just don't talk about it. <laughs> like don't even bring it up because I'm gonna leave the room, right? Like so you got the spectrum of things, and I just want you to pick three that you feel comfortable writing on that paper. Three things that you normally don't talk about and um that's on the back of the mask Mm. okay Hmm. oh man (laughs) never never had an interview like this this is a first (laughs) this is gonna get real oh oh man well so imagine i'm in this room with these high school students i've never done activity before so i don't know what's gonna happen i'm really just hoping it's gonna work i'm just I'm hoping we get a little bit of something out of it. And literally what we did is we took the pieces of paper, we balled them up. You don't have to ball yours up, but we balled them up and we threw them at each other. We were like hitting each other with the pieces of paper, right? It was a moment of like breaking the ice, right? And then I said, pick up one of the masks and then we open them. So you open, who knows who you're going to get, but you get somebody's in that room. And they're all anonymous. They're, they're all, you know, they're all, we don't know whose is whose, but... We know that this belongs to somebody in this room and what they saw right then, what you see in the documentary in that moment, when they start looking at them, you just hear the ruffling of the papers and you just see young men looking at them and they're kind of like, almost like not wanting to look at it. It's almost like, I just, I just, I just learned some, oh my goodness, like this is not my writing, but who, who, who's this, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Imagine, imagine if you had a space that you knew that you weren't alone, like 
that the stuff that you were going through didn't have to get, get held and pretended like it wasn't happening. Because all these young men, when we check in, they're all 10s. But now we're looking at the back of the mask and we're like, that's not 10 stuff, you know? That's that's some other stuff. Other stuff. Why do we own? But the front is always a 10. And so I think that that's what we experience in that work. So what we do on this on this conversation is like, and you started already taking off your mask. So in your intro, so I'm I, I'm just kind of following following along. But I want to say uh, we give the guests opportunities to decide what goes first. Do you, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You want to? I want I want you to go first. I I want to okay. learn more about you. So this is going to help me. Okay. All right. Well, um, so I'm, I'm gonna start with the front, and then um, I'll invite you to share your front, and then okay. I'll do my back. Okay. So the front of my mask. I'm gonna show the picture here. This is what I wrote. Front. So I wrote. Funny, serious, and hardworking. And um, I, I think for me, um, I have, I think serious and funny and hardworking, or I think I'm more serious than I am funny. Okay. Like, I think I'm like, I, I'm, I'm really, like, I, I have big goals and big dreams, right? So um, I, I really believe in having fun for like my team and for places I go and things I do. Um, but I'm also like want to get stuff done, right? So it's kind of like, okay, the, f- the fun time is done, right? I'm not sure if I'm really good at weaving fun into the the, the, the serious stuff. <laughs> like I do my best, right? But I'm more like, okay, here's serious time, and we're gonna leave a carve out some time for some fun, right? And I think, um, but I, but I really think that those are some things that I, I started working on young. Like I was I was the oldest. I was um, at seven years old. My uncle said, "You're the man of the house." And so I, my fun time in life actually got shortened really early because I had to be really serious and hardworking really early. At seven, I was helping take care of my siblings. It, it, he came over the day that my, well, right, a couple of days after my little brother had been born. So now it was me, my sister, my brother, and my uncle. I mean, I'm, he was my, he was my favorite. Like he would grab me and throw me in the air. Like I, like, I thought, you know, I thought I was gonna hit the ceiling. I'm like, I'm about to die, and I would never hit the ceiling. I don't know how it, I don't know how it happened, but. I never hit the ceiling, but that day he said, I can't pick you up anymore. And you know, my, my father died before I was born. So uh, I didn't have a man in the house. It was just my mom and then me. Right. So like when I saw him, when he came in the house, his energy, just that male presence of like somebody strong and somebody who, who was stronger. I mean, there were no other men in the house. Right. So like, Oh my God, he could pick me up. Like, and I was a, I was always a husky kid. Right. So he, he could pick me up with like no problem. Like my mom had a hard enough time hugging me. Like him, he would just throw me in. I'm like, oh my God, he's the, he's like so strong. Um, but the series had to start out right there. I remember it very well. And so um, serious and hardworking are the things that are programmed in me. Mm. And fun is like, and fun. I don't know why we're funny first. Cause actually I, I, I don't, it's not this order. It's not this order that I, that I operate where, fun is first <laughs> it's actually almost last it's almost last as a more than anything i make myself laugh enough that i i don't i don't carve out too much extra time for fun so that's the front wow i there's so, so much we have in common by the way um i'm like you like i like to have fun but i like to get stuff done and uh, maybe I even sense that in our communication too. Like there's something about me wanting to be on the show. You've got a team, I've got a team. And it was just kind of like, I, I like that. But you know what? We can argue that getting stuff done is fun for us. Yeah. 
you, you, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. and that's, that's good to know. I like to know people like that. My, my uh, front, well, let me show you my mask here. That's my mask. And, and, you know, we're doing this right close to Halloween too. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of them. So I wrote three things, joy, confidence, and calm. So like you, Ashanti, we, we are both smilers. We're these men that are sitting comfortably in ourselves smiling. And, um, when I show up in the world, I like to show joy, you know, and that's something I think is a good spiritual intention that I have, you know, because you, you are the energy that you bring into situations in life. Right. And, um, so I try to show joy and that actually is real because it's me getting in touch with myself. Like I'm not just putting on a fake smile, like, Hi, you know, I, I, I'm really showing joy, but that's what I'm limiting it to. Also, another one for me is confidence. I think this goes right with your seriousness, actually. It's almost like pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, the world we live in, um, especially being our own brands. <laughs> you know, can have a whole episode about that. Yeah, you know, th 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 there's that that um, thing we have where we have to, you know, stay confident. And so I... Um, try to show that to the world, you know, and yeah, part of it yeah. comes from growing up too, because especially being a, a person of color, there's something about the need to show yourself as strong, strong yeah. black man. And even though there isn't a real definition of what that means, it's something we all hear and a story we make up in our heads and carry with us. So that's there. And the other one is actually calm. And this one is something I've had to cultivate, especially as a person who lives with anxiety, is learning to get myself to a place of calm. And it's something that I have to work on every day. But, um, you know, that's what I try to show to the world. So joy, confidence. Yeah. And calm. Calm. Man, thank you for that. I, I, I want to I wanna touch on one thing you said that was really powerful. And uh, you said something about this idea that, that hardworking and work is fun. And I wonder, for me, I'll say it's true for me. I wonder to know if it's true for you. Um, do you have a hard, I have a hard time um, because working hard is fun and I sometimes can be considered a workaholic that I don't unplug really well. Like, <laughs> I, was you know? just, I knew you were going there with that. I could just tell. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know, <laughs> you, you seem real cool. I could see us totally like hanging out, but you and I would be the worst on vacation. <laughs> If, if they were like, you know, the two of us just need to sit there and just chill. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, we can't be strategic. We can't work on our goals. And, no and phone, like, no no notifications. No. What, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. What, well, what do well, you know, one of, one of the reasons that um, I have, uh, I, I talked to you about um, this, this move, I'm, I'm, it's actually a second home. And one of the things that's interesting about it is it's, not in New York City, it's north of New York City. And it's a place of quiet and calm. I go out and there's nothing going on at night. So it's forcing me to do some of that unplugging. And I realize that, you know, um, sometimes I, this is going to get really honest right now, but sometimes I have learned through therapy that when I'm saying, no, I need to keep going and going and going, that's a way of managing my anxiety. That's not hustle at all. That has nothing to do with hard work or determination. That is straight up managing my own i don't want to sit with my feelings but if i'm achieving that makes me feel good and in fact you know looking at a cell phone looking at a like on a social media post actually like 
gives you good chemicals in your brain, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so, so yeah. that means if you are watching this or listening to this, please like it because Ashanti <laughs> and I need those good chemicals. <laughs> it's called dopamine. It's called dopamine. Yes, yes. There's a name for it. The good chemicals. <laughs> dopamine. <laughs> and, 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 and imagine that, right? Imagine us as adults who, who I'm glad you said that because I've experienced that, um, like, the, the the billionaires who make these phones and these apps, they, they know what they're doing, right? They know that that little heart at the bottom of Instagram does something. I didn't even know what the heart meant. The heart with the little red dot above it had no idea what it meant until somebody told me. A teenager said, oh, why you haven't – do you got a bunch of likes? I'm like, what, is that, what are you talking about? They're like, dude, see the heart right there? I never know what it meant to them. Literally, the very next time I opened my phone, like I had never even looked for knowing – I didn't even know you could tell how many likes you had on something. The next time I opened my phone, I remember I was on BART. I was on the BART train, which is like Metro or whatever. Y'all call it subway there, right? Yeah. I was like, opened it up, and I'm like, there ain't no heart. There ain't no there ain't no red. And I literally felt myself looking around like somebody, somebody's messing with my stuff, you know? And I was like, oh, my God, they got me. Like, literally, without even being aware of what I was doing, I was like, what's, what's up with nobody liking my liking my stuff and i'm like oh they got me and i remember the next talk i did i was actually heading to a talk and i told those students i'm gonna tell you something that just happened to me on the train on my way over here like that dopamine is so powerful right Mm -hmm. and we see teenagers what i see in a lot of my work is that they're hunting for dopamine hits so every time their phone buzzes, they got to take it out and look at it. They got to take it out and grab it, right? And I'm not talking bad about phones. I like my phone. But a lot of our young people, they're using that as their validation for their worth and their validation for their importance in the world. And if something doesn't happen, I've heard a conversation with young men, like, you know, who I work with. Dude, why you don't like my thing? Why you didn't? And they're, and they're, they're mad at each other, but not click. Not, I'm like, how do you even know who's liking your thing? Well, they know how to look and see who liked it, didn't like amazing but 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 that's the world we live in today right where this this thing continues and 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 they get smarter at these devices that they make make your worth locked into this right yeah so no No, absolutely actually some someone gave me some really good advice years ago i was struggling with my mental health about four years ago and it was actually right when my career was really starting to take off and I was, of course, you know, career's taken off and I'm struggling. And, and, and to anyone listening who's been through that, uh, th- that, that happens a lot to a lot of people. And uh, for those of you aspiring to do things, that can be part of success too, believe it or not. But she said to me, she gave me some great advice. She said, Mike, you got to learn not to believe your own press. And I said, what does that mean? She goes, every day you get emails about Mike, Mike, the speaker. I would go to different Mm -hmm. places and see my name on a billboard outside of a place, you know, and you start to believe that that's you, you know, and and to those of you listening and watching what Ashanti just said, it's so important because you're saying like, you know, you you look at that social media, you you look at your Instagram, you think that's you and you don't even realize it, you know, and when you don't get that like, it hits you harder than you can imagine because we associate that with self-worth. So this is a real big thing for the entire world right now, not even just young people to realize that we have to think about where our self-worth is coming from. Who we, okay. You said, well, let's listen. We're going to move into it then. So let's, okay. uh, now we're going to head to the back. Now we head to the back. Speaking of. All right. So I mean, when you said self-worth, it actually makes me think about like, okay, here we go. Here's the back. The back. Um, let me see. Get the right angle. 
to the back. The first one is fear of failure. The second one is a sadness about death. And the last one, this is the first time I've ever written this word. I wrote loneliness and I think I wrote childhood trauma. Um, and that's, and I think that it, it connects to that uh, childhood trauma that you couldn't talk about. So you just kept it and you felt like you just must deal with it alone. And the feeling of like loneliness around, okay, I want to tell, I want to tell, but I can't because I'm all of the things that I'm worried about. And even as an adult, right? Even as an adult, like all the things that I'm like, hmm, should I write them? Should I, I, should, I should just scratch that one out. I should just scratch that one out, right? I could, right? Like my fear of failure is is huge in this. And it's like, I don't want to be a failure. Like, I, don't, I don't want that things that I have worked so hard to do that now that I want to get more real and more honest about where my, my life, then I worry about failing now. And then you're like, well, I just don't, don't do anything. Don't say anything. Don't deal with it. And those are the things that I find myself uh, mm. keeping behind the mask. And now that I'm in this work and I'm doing masks with people on a regular basis, mostly in a workshop, my mask is just as anonymous as anybody else's. But now I'm talking about my mask more, which I think is not only has been really helpful for myself, but also um, with um, sharing with others as well. So that's the back. Wow. I normally don't let people see. I, you and I are so like, just, I'm having a moment, you know, I'm, I'm having a moment. I, I, the back of your mask and the front could have been mine. Like it could have been mine just, you know, in, in that mode. And I'll, and I'll show you the back of my mask here. So it's a uh, fear, insecurity, and feeling worthless. I think it goes hand in hand with everything you wrote in a way, you know, yeah. for me recently, I'm talking like the past week or two. Okay. I have come to identify that I carry more fear than I even admit to myself. Carry it around. Yeah, it's just, it, it's like this undertow in a river that I don't even know that's there, but can, can just drag me down, you know? And so I'm, uh, I'm just talking about it more. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling yeah. the need to change it. And, and, you know, to those of you listening and watching too, it, it's interesting because oftentimes when we, discover something we think okay well i need to change that i need to work on it and 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 yes but part of working on it actually a good amount of working on it is just being with it it's just being yeah. present with it not judging it it's yeah. not a negative thing it's just a thing you know and so that that's really um something i had to learn um the other one is insecurity which kind of goes with fear i realized that oftentimes i walk around feeling like less of a person less of a man and it's not even comparing myself to others. It's just me by myself. Like I could be in the middle of nowhere feeling that way. And that is something that, um, you know, I, I've just had to learn to work with, you know, and all, when I haven't been aware of it, it's uh, led to me acting out <laughs> to get that feeling of security in ways that I'm not proud of. And and the other one that goes with that is feeling worthless, you know, and we just mm -hmm. talked about self-worth and, oh, if this episode goes up and it doesn't have a certain amount of likes, am I going to feel like less of a person so mm, mm, these are mm. things that i don't generally share i mean i have in my work been more like you with sharing them lately so friends family the world kind of hears about it you'll hear about it on my youtube channel all the time but still it's 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 tough it's really tough oh man <clears throat> every time you mention the the likes and the i i i'm trying to disassociate myself 
<laughs> I'm trying to act like that doesn't bother me, right? Like I'm trying to be like, okay, it doesn't matter. Gary Vee said it doesn't matter. Forget it. Just document versus create. Don't worry. <laughs> and then I'll see the post go up and I'm like, no views. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't even know you could have words on the freaking count. I thought it was like at least just say zero. Then no views. I'm like, well, I better go watch it myself at least to get one in there. <laughs> like, like, what's going on, right? And then you're like, okay, how are we gonna? I think this has been that 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 hunt, right? Like, okay, and how do I just not get sucked into that? Like that is it sucks me in, and I have to like reel myself back out. I'm like. Get out of there. Get out of yeah. there. You're you you know why why you were called to start these conversations. You know what value that they're having for you and for the people you talk to. And it's just just follow follow the reason why. Because the why is clear, right? I can't control the results of how it lands everywhere it lands, but I'm clear that for the you and I, that we get to have this conversation. We get to have a, a talk. I get to learn more about you and you about me. And that's what it's about. The podcast was really about giving men a space to take off our masks and recognize that we're not alone. And I think that what I've seen in the work, even when I'm doing workshops in a room with people, that it's hard for them time for us to take off our masks. It's, it's hard to get real. It's hard because our, our minds have told us that we have to keep this image up that is got it together. Well, there's a survival reason in there, too. Yeah. You know, in, in my book, Transforming Stigma, I talk about how we're tribal people by nature. And you could actually see where this begins in kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, the way it plays out on the playground is like this. You and I are sitting in a group. We both have uh, Nike sneakers on, but Joe's got Reeboks on. So we call Joe the weird one. And kids do that because they want to see who's in the group and who's not. That's just a human thing that's built into our DNA. And I think oftentimes we don't want to show certain things to the world because we feel the threat of being excommunicated from the group. Yeah. yeah, you know this. This has played out in the workplace um, as uh, 2020 has happened because people are going on Zoom, like you and yeah. I are, That's and right. certain times people don't want to show their camera so people don't see their background as to like where they live you know or or or, or grateful that uh zoom you can put your own background up so, so no one has to see that and that's that's a real like real real thing in, in in the world so i think it's important you know to be aware of this and what i have found for me is that it, it, being aware of this stuff doesn't make it worse, doesn't make it harder, doesn't expose me to any any more threat. It allows me to take the power back, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. and that's something that I hope the people listening and watching will see is that when you identify what's behind yeah. the mask, yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It right. might be a little scary and uncomfortable, but it's going to yeah. give you your power back. Man, well, thank you for that. And for those who want to make a mask, you know, you can do that out there. You know, one thing I want to ask you, and, I, and something when you just said about the Zoom, and I've seen with young men in our work, young men not only in our work, but in our program, <clears throat> I think never before have we been asked to go to meetings and look at ourselves all day, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, normally you go to a meeting, you sit there and you listen to whatever somebody's talking, but you're looking at everybody else or the back of people's heads or wherever, however you're, you're just looking at others. Now we're like, oh, do I? And if you have a, if yourself image if you're uh, what you see is not something you like now i know when i was in middle school i had a very poor self-image like what i thought i looked like what i thought 
the cool kids looked like and what I looked like, what I, what I, what I, what I judged myself was horrible. And I could never have been in middle school looking at myself all day. Cause I would have been like, so what I see in my young men in our work, I see young men who will have their camera set up and they'll be right here. Uh, or I get the ones who do this. All you see is their eyes <laughs> or the ones who have the camera off. Right. So you have all the variety of in between, but this idea, I'm going to put the camera like, like at an angle where you just see the silhouette, <laughs> like of me, I'm there, but I ain't going to be having people, you know, look, it, it's, it's always very interesting. And, um, you know, yeah, so that when you said that around the Zoom, and I think, and, and for adults, I'm talking about what I noticed with our young people, but I mean, I think when I go to meetings now, I'm like always like, okay, and I've created for you this nice rectangle right here, right? I've created for you a very well-crafted rectangle, right? <laughs> and I had my, uh, one of our team members take a picture of me the other day, and, um, and I was going to post that picture at night, and I got the phone, and I was like, okay, let me post this picture, and I looked at the picture, I'm like, that's not the picture I wanted. I wanted this picture that I had created. And she took a picture of my messy desk from over there. Ah. So <laughs> it, it, it was a whole different thing. But I laughed because I wasn't going to post it. I'm like, oh, I didn't post it still. But I'm, I'm going to post it one day. I don't know. But when I looked at the desk, I'm like, my desk is horrible. Why did you get my whole desk? I just wanted to get what I had created. Because the image that we create sometimes. Well, can I can I have a moment of transparency? I'm going to show you something right now here. <laughs> um, if 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 you follow me on YouTube, actually, it's not in this week's video. You start seeing it in in the next week's videos. But there's a nice background. People have been looking at my background, being like, "Man, you got a nice place you're filming in." And I want to show show you something right here. Right next to my desk is a sheet on a wall. That looks like a nice apartment, okay? That's that's my YouTube background. I got it for twenty dollars from China. So the, the, the thing is, thing is, you know, you know, if you see that on, if you see me on YouTube looking like I'm like looking all cool this, with this place that's always well lit, you know. Um, you, you know, I, I I paid for that to look doctored up. <laughs> <laughs> man I, well you know i tell you the truth when um when I, I i forgot who i used to watch videos of and then one day that person was like i'll be in my basement of my house i'll be in the basement <laughs> making videos by myself right you're like right like right in front of the camera 101 just like here trying to trying to trying to do something good right trying to and making the best with what i got right making the best with what i got and i think oftentimes when we see these influencers out there that are doing all this work right we we get sucked in sometimes, you know. Absolutely. And, and this idea is like, oh, I don't have that. I don't have. I don't have a good light. I don't have a. I mean, Ryan and I, who's our production manager for the podcast, like, I'm I'm on him a lot because I'm like, dude, why does that? Why why does it look so grainy? You know, like, I, I'm trying to like, and have a have a vision. Like, I want it to be like, oh, you, did you see this other one I saw? Let me show you what I saw. I want it to look like that, you know. And uh, but I'm also like. Well, this is what we got. We got to work with what we got right now. And as we get better and better, we can do do better and better, you know. But that's the journey of, like, trying to – of getting sucked into, like uh, – I think I heard a quote um, that says, comparison is a thief of all happiness. And so if I spend my time always looking at how other people's podcasts are going and whatever, and it, I want to use inspiration, but I don't want to be getting to the place of comparing, yeah. right? Like, like I'm in, I can be inspired but not be like, well – I, I should I don't have that. So therefore I am less than and I think that's that self worth piece that 
is so critical. And and, I've, and when I talk to young people about it or talk to teachers about it, I'm gonna talk. I'm talking about it from research. I'm talking about it from experience, right? I'm talking about it from a place of maybe you have had this experience, right? I mean, I always tell them that I've had that experience, but I was just <laughs> I, I put a lot of examples out there that are like sometimes the ones that I was doing that morning, you know, and um, that's part of the journey. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you. Look, I'm, I'm just going to tell everyone right now. I'm driving one of my vehicles. This is this used truck, and um, the, 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 the tail lamp was falling off, so I took some tape. I had some tape in the basement, some packing tape, and I put it around it. And you know what? I'm proud of my truck with the packing tape on it, and no one's going to mess with my truck either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, I, I think it's important to understand, you know, and, and, you know, for those people who are listening and watching, I think you bring up something very important because when you're trying to do something in the world, yes, you need to look at what other people are doing. If you don't, that's bad. Like, you need to know what's going on out there, what other people are doing have a standard for yourself but the 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 challenge becomes when you make someone else's standard a part of your identity or start putting your identity into that you know i've got my own thing going i love what you're doing ashanti my thing does not need to look like yours i love what you're doing i can i can respect it and trust me there's plenty of things i'm noticing in how you're going about things where i'm like this is amazing actually you know but you know if i get off this uh recording and start crying about it and feeling worthless that, that that's not good at the same time when you have that freedom of feeling you know comfortable within yourself you are who you are you can actually learn from from others and that's a great place to be for people yeah i take a deep breath right there thank you (laughs) and and maybe one of the things that you know in this conversation what we've been doing is just asking people just to be in a conversation and so what i would say is is there anything that you already said it to folks out there listen it may be feel tough to make that mask it may be tough to like share that six words three words on the front three words on the back but Maybe once you do it once, you begin to recognize that you're not the only one. That what those young men in that room figured out in that documentary, they realized I'm not alone. And so that's what we're inviting people. The goal of the campaign was to help people around the world. I started with eight young men in a room at Oakland, California, and we have reached over fifty thousand people. Fifty thousand masks. I have about you know forty thousand of them here in the office over here, and we have other ones online that we have been collecting from around the world. And what we see. That whether you're in Australia or you're in Colombia, <laughs> South America, that people are dealing with similar stuff, different languages, different backgrounds, different communities, but dealing with similar stuff that we believe we can't talk about. And so is there any I, I want to let you, I want to have you first just is there any last message you want to say to folks out there around the experience you had in creating your mask? And then I, I want to make sure we, we tell us how we can be in touch with you and follow you. Uh, if you've listened or watched this recording you can see how um, authentic this conversation has been between us. And I, I credit you Ashanti for, for giving me this mask exercise because that's what happens. You see, we see this thing of taking off the mask is something we have to like surrender sometimes. Like maybe I just give up and just like take it off. But here, here's what I want you all to understand. When you take it off, you actually start to embrace becoming just a human being. And as human beings, guess what? We're, we're messy. We're sloppy. We screw things up. Uh, we say the wrong things. We're sometimes really mean. We're sometimes really horrible people. Yeah. But that's okay. That's part of the human experience. And when you actually embrace that about yourself, 
it will increase your happiness. It'll help you improve your success in all areas of life. But the key is allowing yourself to realize that living with that mask on isn't real. Man, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I, you know, one of the things that we tell young people and, and, and everyone who makes a mask that it's the first opportunity for you, hopefully, if you've never experienced it before, that the next time you meet somebody that you know is, is share it with them, right? Because imagine if everybody you've been with has all been masking with you because you've been masking with them. And so how how well do they really know? Maybe you just take a, a small step at a time. Don't jump in too deep with, you know, because you've created the circle that you want to be around. I had one young man at a school say, I don't tell my friends what I'm going through because I want them to keep inviting me to stuff. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the downer in the group. I'm like, but you said to your friends, he's like, yeah, but that's just the way it is. That's Imagine. Just the way it is. I love that that's, comment. Yeah. So that's what we want to do is, um, so all, all those around the world, around those who are listening, uh, be a part of this journey, be a part of this movement, create your mask, tell somebody about it. And maybe you can have a deeper connection. I heard a quote that says, it's really hard to be fully loved unless you're fully known. And the question is, how many people fully know you? That's the question for today. So, um, Mike, thank you for being on the show today. Will you tell folks how they can follow you, how they can be in touch with you, what projects you're working on that we can support or whatever? Like, will you just let us know what's what's next for you? Sure. You can find me on my website, www.mikevini.com. And the way you spell my last name is... V like in Victor, E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, Y is in yellow. I'm currently working on a second, actually no, a third book right now. Um, I'm in the process of actually developing some continuing education courses on my website. And that's been really, really fun. And I just want to say this for the record, as I've been working on these videos, every single one of them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I screwed up this. I screwed up that. And you know what? I'm still hitting publish. Just wanted to share that. <laughs> were you talking to Ryan? Were you talking to Ryan on this pre-show? Were you were you, were you and Ryan talking smack? Because I have I got a hundred videos on my phone that I refuse to share because of some reason or another. And I've been like talking about that. I've been talking about one day I'm gonna share them and they're still in the phone, right? But <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. Thank you. I, I, I did speak with Ryan, but not about this. He's, he's a great guy, by the way. I know you know that. But yes, and, and I invite you to reach out to me if I could ever be of help to you. If you just want to chat about mental health or just let me know who you are. Um, I love meeting people. And, uh, you know, Ashanti, thank you. I hope you and I get to stay in touch. I look forward to it, man. Thank you so much. Mike, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for taking off your mask with me and this experience. And if you out there are interested in being a part of this process, um, you know, reach out to us, let us know. And we'll be putting all of Mike's information in the show notes. So um, if you didn't catch it all, we will have it in the show notes for you. Um, thank you. And um, thank you for being a part of this journey. Thank you. If what you heard today, you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. 
Um, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face -face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.